Hello everybody and welcome to Jags Across the Pond podcast episode 21. I'm Jamie and today we are going to look at the preview for our Sunday night game versus the Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, Robson is unable to join us again this evening, so it will be just myself, but we'll continue with the same format as what we normally would. Firstly, we will look at the brief history between the Jaguars and the Vikings. And then I will have a quick review of the Vikings season so far. And then we'll have a bit of a chat discussing how the Jaguars are hopefully going to come out and compete this week versus the Vikings. And then my sneaky score predictions, which have been completely inaccurate all season. So that doesn't mean much. Maybe I'll get one right eventually by the end of the season. So firstly, let's have a look at the history between the Vikings and the Jaguars. So the history is quite small between the two teams, actually. They've only played each other six times in the whole of the Jaguars franchise history. And Minnesota have won five of those games and Jaguars have only won one. The most recent game the Jaguars played versus the Vikings was back in December 2016, where the Vikings came out victorious 25-16. The last time the Jaguars beat the Vikings, which was at the Vikings Stadium, was way back in 2001, 23rd of December 2001, where we thrashed the Vikings, actually, 33-3. So in total, total points scored are Minnesota Vikings 161 points to Jacksonville Jaguars 110 points. So let's move on and have a look at how the Vikings have fared so far this season. So this season, the Vikings have kind of had a tale of two halves of the season, really. Um, they are currently five and six. However, before their bye week, they were one and five. And since their bye week, they have come back and drew it back to five and six. And they are now actually in position to get one of the final playoff spots this season. So they would ideally like a big win versus the Jaguars to give them a good hot seat in getting into the playoffs this year. So when you look at the games, the first five games, sorry, the first six games when they, before their bye week, they didn't play particularly well. Um, they lost to the Packers, lost to the Colts, lost to the Titans. They beat the Texans, lost to Seahawks by one point, but also lost to the Falcons. And then going into their bye week, they were 1-5. and five. Coming out of that, they then came out and beat the Packers, which they'd previously lost to in week one. They beat the Lions. They've beat the Bears. They lost to the Cowboys by three points. And then last week, in a nail-biting game, they went out and beat the Panthers 28-27. When looking at some of the results between the Vikings and their opponents, a couple of games have actually been pretty close. So, for example, week three versus the Titans, they lost by one point, 31-30. So, yet again, the Titans coming out with a narrow victory again. And then, I've already just said this, but with the Seahawks, they lost 27-26 back in their game week five. And that really kind of sums up their season so far. They've been 
so close, however, yet so far away from being in a winning record. So firstly with the Vikings, they brought Ngokwe off of the Jaguars at the beginning of the season. And Ngokwe came in and he's actually playing really, really well for them. He is still their leading sacker and he's not been there for about five games now. Obviously, as we all know, Ngokwe moved over to the Ravens where he hasn't done a fair deal over there. Maybe he seems to be the 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 bad luck omen for these teams because whilst he was at the Vikings, they couldn't find themselves a win. And now ever since he's signed to the Ravens, they currently can't catch a win either. But let's have a look at their top players so far this season. So we all know Kirk Cousins has been around for a few years now. He has a total of 2,768 passing yards. That's more than all three of our quarterbacks combined so far this year. Dalvin Cook, who has had a monster year for the Vikings with a total of 1,130 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. He has got more rushing yards alone than the whole of the Jaguars rushing attempts all season. I mean, it doesn't say a hell of a lot for many of our other rushers because obviously we've only predominantly had James Robinson taking all the workload. Um, and then obviously we had a few rushes from the likes of Chenault and Gardner Minshew uh, along the line as well. But yeah, predominantly come from James Robinson only. But Dalvin Cook has absolutely had a great year. Then leading receiver for the Vikings is Jefferson with 918 receiving yards, which was a total with a total of six touchdowns also. And then Howard Thielen with 646 yards and 11 touchdowns. And then just a notable mention for the tight end, Rudolph, who has a total of 334 yards. Their leaders on defense is Kendricks, as their linebacker with 107 tackles, 4.5 tackle for losses and 3 interceptions. Wilson, one of their other linebackers, 79 tackles but 3 sacks, 6 tackle for losses and also 3 interceptions. And as I've already said, Ngokwe is still their leading sacker this year, even though he's no longer at the Vikings and he's not been there for about 4-5 or five games. Looking at their overall kind of point stats this year as well, their total points per game average is 26.5 compared to Jaguars only hitting 18 points. They have scored 37 touchdowns this year compared to Jaguars 23. Their passing yard per game average is 241 yards. Their rushing yards average per game is 145 yards which gives them a total average yards of 397 yards a game compared to the Jaguars 347. They have an average time of possession of 28 minutes and 57 seconds, again where the Jaguars have an average 27.44. So looking at these stats, the Vikings kind of have Jaguars on pretty much every positive stat. Also this year, but that's not anything new to us that's been the case with all of our fixtures in the last few weeks anyway um however we've we've turned up a little bit so that's a little bit about the vikings this season now let's move on to how the jaguars are going to play versus the vikings this week so it's very similar 
talking points as every other week over the over the last few weeks this season at least anyway. Um, this week our attention really turns to their offence. The Vikings offence is ranked 8th overall in the NFL. They are the 6th best run offence in the league and the 16th best pass offence in the league as well. With an average of 145 rushing yards a game, Dalvin Cook is going to be out to get a lot of points and a lot of yards against us, very similar to what Nick Chubb did against us last week. But the Jaguars' defence needs to come out as much as possible, as well as possible, fighting fighting strong and fighting hard and just sustaining drives and not giving up silly penalties. That's easier said than done from sat here doing a podcast, but it's not as easy when they're out there, mainly down to all the injuries. We, we spoke about it on last week's podcast. You've seen it in the games. Jaguars have a very banged up defence at the moment. We have quite a few players on injury reserved and we have obviously had to pick up one or two people off the waivers um, in our secondary position over the last week or so just to be able to compete. That being said, our defence over the last three weeks have played considerably well in some aspects in regards to their fight and their drive and their determination and their want to win. They have managed to keep the opponent's offences down sub 30 points. However, they have, all of our opponents have still managed to kind of carve through our defences at times and make big plays. So Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago made some very, very big plays against us. Obviously, Big Ben made some big plays against us a couple of weeks ago. And obviously, last week, um, the Baker Mayfield com- completing a lot of the time to Jarvis Landry. That's so all it takes is one one quarterback and one one decent receiver to kind of get open going up against our second string rookie secondary and they're going to make yards on us all day so we know obviously Kirk Cousins has been around for a few years and we've already mentioned about Jefferson and obviously Thielen is going to be back this week I believe as he's coming off of the Covid list so there is going to be a dual threat at receivers who are going to be able to get open and get multiple yards because Kirk Cousins connects with both of them extremely well this year. But then we've also got the damaging threat right up the middle with Dalvin Cook. He just seems to get himself open, get himself through holes and make plays. He is currently questionable. He was on limited practice this week. Um, As of yesterday, which was Wednesday, he was on limited practice. So... um, we will see whether he's going to be fully fit playing against us on Sunday evening. We have done okay occasionally against the run. Um, however, these these type of running backs, these top three, top five running backs in the league, just seem to find holes regardless of how well you're playing. And um, Joe Schobert, Miles Jack, our D-line, regardless of how well they're they can kind of stuff the run at the middle that we are still going to be open and exposed to big plays, so play actions as well. It's going to be a tough ask for our defence this week, if I'm being honest. We're currently ranked 31st out of 32, obviously in the league on our defence so far, and we do concede an average one of 136 rushing yards a game and 284 passing yards. So I 
I think it's going to be a pretty tough ask for us. But if we can come away with a takeaway or two again and we can stop them early on, we'll try and keep their drives down to a minimum and we'll move on to the offence in a moment. But if we can keep our offence on the ball longer than the Minnesota Vikings are kept on the ball, that would only be a positive for our defence through time. Because over the last few weeks, as, as you've seen, the very first drive, we've actually come out fighting strong. So we almost got that safety at the weekend from that sack on Baker Mayfield on the very first defensive drive. The previous week before that, we were the first team this season to stop the Steelers from getting any points on the opening drive. We obviously also did very similar against Aaron Rodgers the previous week before that as well. We have come away with a couple of takeaways over the last few weeks. So I can see our defence getting a takeaway or two, um, mainly because I think... What's going to happen is the Vikings are going to have a, a bit of a lead and, and they're going to try a couple of risky throws, which might give us an opportunity to pick up an interception or two on the day as well. So let's move on to the Vikings defence and obviously the Jaguars offence. So I think the biggest letdown for the Vikings this year has actually come on the defence side of the ball as well. They've been struck with a few injuries, which hasn't helped them. And obviously the COVID situation as well this year. But you can't use that excuse because everybody is under the same the same kind of risk and welfare issues and concerns. More teams obviously have been more affected than others. Most notably, obviously, the Ravens game versus the Steelers, which was on Wednesday night, which had been postponed for six days. So six days later than originally scheduled, that game obviously went ahead. Um, but looking at a few little stats of the Vikings defence, they are actually currently ranked quite low as well. So 27th overall they are ranked. That mainly comes down due to the fact of the amount of yards they kind of concede per game. So that average total yards is 391 yards they concede on average a game. 261 of those come down to passing yards and 120 of those yards come from rushing on average per game. Looking at some of the stats on their defence, they have can let up a lot of yards a few games this season. So most notably, the first week one of the season against the Green Bay Packers, they let up 522 yards. And then when they played them a few weeks later, they let up another 400. So they gave Aaron Rodgers 922 yards this year. And then looking against the Titans, they let up another 444 yards. And against the Falcons, 462 yards. They were probably the, the biggest ones that they've let up this year. But then looking at it on the flip side against the Chicago Bears, they only let up 149 yards. That could come down to their major quarterback issues. Um, however, we're not here to discuss that this week. But in a few weeks' time, we will be doing our Bears preview as we have got to play the Bears this year as well. So what have we got to do on offence? Same as every other week. We have got to stay on that field as long as possible, which is a lot easier said than done. So if the defence go out and start pretty strong and don't let up any scores in the first drive or two, then it shows that we're actually going to be in the game. If we concede on the first, second drive, then that's when we lose our game plan and we are not in the game. 
So against the Steelers, even though we did well on the very first drive, um, the drive or two after that, we did let up a couple of scores and we were over seven points behind them, which then meant we lost our offensive game plan. However, last week and the week prior to the Steelers, we did very well to start off. So we started off quite strong. We hit the we hit them hard and we started off really strong, which then meant that we was able to play our game plan because we stayed within a score throughout the whole game, which allowed James Robinson just to get the ball and excel and break through, break through lines and really, really progress forward and keep us in the game. And that ultimately also led to us draining down the clock, which is what we need to do a hell of a lot, especially because we don't want Dalvin Cook to have time and yards on the clock this week and we also don't want Kirk Cousins to be throwing the ball and making big connections with Jefferson and Thielen because it could be a, a bit of a washout very similar to the Steelers game. So like I said, easier said than done because our offence is also struck with injuries this year. We still have um, DJ Chark as limited participation this week. And also Chris Conley also hasn't confirmed that he's going to be back this week. I think he was limited practice as well from yesterday, so Wednesday. Um, we also still have issues with our tight ends. They are they have got some niggling injuries that they keep on holding on to, which they can't get rid of. So we do have issues with our main starting lineup there. And then most notably what we know about, which is our quarterback situation. So Minshew was out for a few weeks. He, as he was coming back, we had Jake Luton coming in and throwing the ball. He obviously lasted a couple of games, and now we've got Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon had an average game on Sunday. Um, he kept us in the game, I suppose, so we can't kind of post too negatively about Mike Glennon. As, like I said, he did keep us in the game and kept it within a score, um, but he did throw a couple of overthrows, um, which were quite costly for us in the end as well. So Mike Glennon has been given the starter's orders for this week's game. So he will be up and starting against the Vikings. He will have a bit of an easier defence to go against this week compared to the Browns looking at stats-wise. He does have an easier defence to go against and shouldn't have too much of a threat on that D-line, especially if our O-line steps up like they did last week against the Browns. So we will rely heavily upon James Robinson as he is pretty much our game plan and that kind of goes all the way this season. Posted that cheeky stat earlier on in the week on the Facebook page of the total scrimmage yards he has got this year. He is the third leading rusher as well this week and this season up to this week so far. So we've, we've got two of the top three running backs uh, going head to head against each other this week. So we'll see who's going to come out victorious. Unfortunately, I do believe it will be Dalvin Cook, just due to the fact that um, there is a lot more options for the Vikings, which will expose our defence a little bit more than what the Minnesota Vikings are going to have to come against the Jaguars because we, we don't have anybody else that rushes the ball. We had no other rushes whatsoever last week. I have no doubt that Glennon will probably not pass that line of scrimmage again this week. He likes to stay in the pocket a hell of a lot and just get the ball out as quick as he can. But James Robinson is our key to success again this week. We also may still have, obviously, DJ Chark and Conley out, but that will give them reps to the likes of Colin Johnson again and 
Keelan Cole also as well. I lo I'd love to see a, a two-week on the bounce connection between Mike Glennon and Colin Johnson and getting him in for a score. Um, Colin Johnson seems just such a great guy, such a nice person. Um, if you watched his um, post-match press conferences as well, that was on Jaguars Weekly the other day, or you can access them on the Jaguars websites. Um, he just seems such a nice person, so down to earth. I also had the opportunity to sit in and um, listen to a interview between um, Colin Johnson, a few of the season ticket holders, which again you may have seen on the page as well. He just seemed just such a genuine, humble guy who's just so proud to actually just be in the NFL and playing for the Jaguars. He is one of our guys to look forward to over the coming years, providing we can look after him well. So also we would like to see Chenault have another good game this week. He is a real dog when it comes out to play. He he loves just going for those extra yards. Instead of just taking himself out of bounds to get that extra one or two yards, what he'll do, he'll try and cut back in and try and get himself an extra four or five yards. He loves to stretch and reach out the ball. He, he, he is just a, a, a natural fighter, but that does come with its negatives as well because he is quite injury prone. He was through his college years as well, um, and that's probably down to just his fighting determination. Instead of playing it safe, he's always fighting to get that extra yard. So for all you guys that listen week in, week out consistently with our preview, you know I'm saying exactly the same every single week because we're playing against better opponents every week predominantly a much better offences every week. The only thing that I think is slightly in our favour this week compared to previous weeks is that we are playing another weaker defence. So it could give us an opportunity, fingers crossed, for Mike Glennon and our offence to, to perform a lot better this week. So that leads on to the predictions. So looking at the bookies firstly, the Jaguars go into this game as 10-point underdogs versus the Vikings again. 10 points is quite a high amount for us, if I'm totally honest with you. And maybe that's a bet to worth looking into to say that Jaguars will win with that handicap of plus 10. Um, the game set is at 52 points. So for those of you that don't know, the bookies are looking at this game to have an average stretch of about 52 points. And that's what you can kind of bet your markers on, whether it's going to be over or under that. So when you look at those predictions, they are predicting that the Vikings is going to come out victorious 31-21. So with my stats, as you know, we've seen the Jags every week and none of us have managed to predict what's going to happen whatsoever this season. So I will be asking for your predictions in the coming days as well over the weekend. Um, so a little stab in the dark here doesn't really mean much whatsoever with what I say. May put a cheeky bet on for it depends how good the odds are um, but I'm going to go for James Robinson two touchdowns this week and Mike Glennon to throw over 200 yards for the Vikings I can see Dalvin Cook getting at least 130 yards this week and Cousins to throw over 250 yards my overall score prediction is the Vikings are going to come away victorious but a closer game at 27-20 to the Vikings. So that is my score prediction this week. I will pop that up on our Facebook page and it will be shared on Twitter as well. We'd love to hear your guys' score predictions and let's see if anybody can can get a closer prediction or can at least tell us how the game's going to pan out and who's potentially going to score for us this week as well. 
So that does conclude our podcast for today. Thank you very much for listening to Just Plain Jamie yet again. Um, It is going to be about 25 minutes, this podcast. So thank you all very much for listening again. As you know, you can catch us on all of our social medias. But for those of you guys that have been on our page on Thursday, you will have seen that I have managed to get a Christmas design up. So a lovely casual Christmas hoodie or long sleeve t-shirt or even short sleeve t-shirt if you wanted to. Just something to wear over the festive festive week um, of Christmas. So we have a game a couple of days before Christmas and we have a game a couple of games after as well. So just be something nice to wear or even if you wanted to wear it Christmas day that would be lovely but if you can get your orders in as soon as possible for those for everybody who's interested I've had a couple of people place orders already so it would be great if you can get your orders in as soon as possible for those just so we can ensure that we can get that delivery out to you before Christmas time so thank you all very much for listening in again today and I'll speak to you all again soon take care <laughs>